Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Watermark Church podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Now let's continue our holiday series, Near. I love it. as We, we can't forget about the reason for the season, the reason for every season. I'm going to share a couple things before we even start the message today, COVID-related. Listen, this is not a political stance. This is not something I'm trying to step on toes. There's nothing I'm going to say that's really controversial anyway. But I just want to say this. We all have a need to be close. Isn't that interesting? We are, we are, God created us for fellowship. You know, look at the last, you know what I'm saying, 11 months of even the word social distance is like this separation People who are now dealing with even more depression than they've ever dealt with before. And there's, there's had suicides on the rise and all these things. And I've heard different stats about even grades in schools being down. And people who already felt disconnected are feeling even more disconnected. It's interesting because one of the things I wanted, you know, even, you know, even Zoom, I remember when we first started COVID, everything was on Zoom, 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 and it's almost like we got Zoomed out, you know, and I'm not, it's still a good tool to use, but it's, it's never going to match social interaction. It's never going to match. I feel bad for those people. We talk about the five love languages. You talk about words of information, you know, service, you look at the five love languages. Man, and there's ones that are touch. Can you imagine if your love language is touched during this season? It's like, it, 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 there's this whole thing. And so I, I really do believe that there is this um, missing thing going on. So I'm not telling you to take off your mask and rip it off your mask and give crazy hugs and do all that. But I will say this. As we go into this season, I know we need to stay at a distance, a social, a six foot. But it doesn't mean... Just because we got to stay at a physical distance, it doesn't mean we got to stay at an emotional distance. That means we got to be connected still with people. That means in the season that we still got to love people. We got to have conversations that you can FaceTime, you can call, you can have conversations, you can check in, you can do different things. That we need to stay near each other. It's interesting because, everybody can just stand up this morning. I'm going to talk about today's scripture. It's going to be the series scripture, Philippians 4, 4, 7 through 7. We don't usually hear this during our Christmas series too often, but this is what we used during our last series a little bit, and it kind of corresponds with this series. So Philippians 4, 4 through 7 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say again, rejoice. He said just worship the Lord, rejoice in who he is. We get the word joy and that word rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Listen, that means you're not, can I, there's another honesty here. Nobody likes being around somebody who's always on eggshells. If you're prickly all the time, it's not fun to be around you. This is literally saying, be, learn to be gentle. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Be soft, not hard. Be, be pliable. And I love it. it says, let your gentleness be evident to all. And then it says, the Lord is near. Boom. 
Dude, take, if you have a highlighter, make sure you write that down. And then it goes on to say, do not be anxious about everything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition. And it says, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Your hearts, your emotional well-being, your mind, your intellectual, God will guard these areas. Now listen, this verse we use a lot. Rejoice in the Lord always. And then we use that verse, don't be anxious for anything. But between those verses that we hear is this one little line, capital T, period, the Lord is near. It's like you can't have these things if you don't know this thing. It's like the center of this whole thing. You want to rejoice in the Lord? Rejoice that God is near. You want to be anxious? Know that he is near. When you go to prayer, know that he is near. When you want to petition, pray to the Lord, know that he is near. When you need God, have peace in your mind and your heart, know that he is near. It's amazing because God came near. He left his home to make a place here. He came to our place, he took our place, and he invites us back to his place. Isn't that amazing? Let's pray this morning. I just pray in Jesus' name for every single person in this room. Lord, help us to know your presence in a deeper way than like never before. We thank you that you are near to us, that you came near. We thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, before you grab a seat, in words of Zach Johnson, say this. Stay positive, test negative, and then grab a seat. That would be great. Anybody watch Sesame Street growing up as a kid? Or am I the only one? My, I watched it constantly. I would always watch it. My, my kids growing up never really watched it, except for Sully now loves Elmo. So we watch it quite a bit. It's always, we've always popped on Elmo songs. But when I was watching Sesame Street, you would have everything. Remember those aliens that would go, yep, 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 and, you know, saying telephone, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, those aliens, and we had different things. I remember one episode of Sesame Street, which was one of my favorites. I, I don't, I might have been Grover, I don't know who it was. Anybody remember the near and the far? Anybody remember this? Anybody, actually, my wife and I talk about this all the time. Forget about that for a second. Anybody remember a loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter? Anybody remember that? They had to, she had to recite that so she wouldn't forget the story. Anyway, that's a long story. But I think it was the near and far was that he would run to the front and yell, near? And then he would go in the back and then yell, just, you know, shimmy all the way back and say, far. And then go to the front and say, near. And as I'm preparing this message, it was in my head the whole time, near, far. And because I think it's amazing how Jesus came near. Luke 10, 19 says the kingdom of God has come near. We just read this verse that the Lord is near. And the reason that Jesus came near is, the reason Jesus came is to be near. That's the reason he came. If you ask Jesus, why'd you come? I came for you. I came to be near to you. I came to be closer I came to be where you are. Near, the word near in definition means to be within, which means to a short distance or time. 
It says a closer, intimate manner. The word near used in the Bible is to refer almost to a next of kin who takes upon themselves the needs of another family member. For instance, in times of deep loss, when your heart is broken and contrite or crushed, the Lord himself draws near and says, I will never leave you. In, in Christ, God selects us for an adoption for himself. Through redemption, we become siblings of Jesus. He becomes our next of kin who carries our burdens. God never leaves us alone, and he daily bears our burdens. And I love this verse. James 4, 8 says this, come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. He just says, listen, not only says come near, but gird yourself of these. He says, get rid of that double-mindedness. Get rid of that stuff. Wash your hands and come clean because I'm trying to draw near to you. And he goes, I'm coming to you. I just want to read this. It says, there are so many people who have it backwards. Because look at this. He draws near when we draw near to him. Notice that we are told to draw near to God before we're told to stop sinning. Let me read this verse again. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, double-minded. He actually invites us to come near to him before we even come clean first. He, he's a God who says, come near. Don't be separated. He says, come near and we will work through this together. There are so many people who have this backwards and they think that they can never come to God. They, they never have a relationship with him. They can never be the Christian because they have issues in their life that they're trying to overcome. They're trying to get themselves all straightened out so they can be good enough to have a relationship with Jesus. The reason Jesus came is because we, we can never be good enough without him, and that's grace. We, ha we have to have Jesus in our lives. His death, his shed blood, paid for us our sins, paid for a debt. And scripture promises if we move closer to God, he will move closer to us. It's like this. If you ever worked with a nursery or kids in elementary, if you have your own kid or maybe you're trying to meet a new kid, if you want to talk to a child, sometimes the best way is to get closer to a child is to come down to where they're at. So as a father, I get on the ground and I wrestle with my kids. If they want to wrestle, I get on my knees if I want to have a serious conversation, I get on my knees and talk to them face to face. Because think about that. When someone's above you, it's a little bit more intimidating. So you want to be face to face. And so it, when, even when you want to be around kids, you want to make that separation easier so they can relate with you better. And so you get lower in your position. You get lower to be where they are at. It's interesting because God drew near to us in order that we can draw near to him. God came to our place so we can recognize and be closer to him from our place. It's like he's getting as close as he can on our level, and he's saying, listen, you may not understand the Father's love until I walk on your ground. 
So Jesus came as a baby wrapped in a manger that said, I love you so much that I'm going to get on the ground to see you face to face. So that way you can see me face to face. I believe God hates distance. I believe God hates that distance with us, his people, with anybody. He, he came to remove separation. Sin separates. Look at that verse, and it says, draw near to God, draw near to God. You sinners, he's saying that sin separates. Those things separate. He says, it's like getting, you know, saying he says, he does not want things to separate his relationship with his children. Jesus wants us to come and draw near. Ephesians 2.13 says this, but now in Christ, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Isn't that cool? You have been brought near because of this. All through scripture, look at this. When Jesus is with on, here on earth, think about the lepers. I talked about this a few months ago, how if, if a leper had to be out, live outside the community, and if they wanted to come in, they literally had to ring the bell to announce publicly that they're going to bring their sickness into the community. And what does Jesus do when he sees a leper? The first thing he does is that doesn't say, he doesn't say to the leper, you're healed. The first thing he does is touch. Think about that. He doesn't heal, then touch the leper. It says that he first touched the leper and then healed them. I think this is just how Jesus works. That he doesn't say, you got to get all, you need to be totally healed. He says, listen, I'm closer than you. I want to be near. I want you to know my touch. He says, so he says he touches the leper and the leper was healed. Look at all the people who felt like they were dirty who came to Jesus, who felt like they were on the outskirts, who felt like they didn't fit in. Jesus came to them and invited. He said, you are near. The kingdom of God is near. That Jesus first went and touched. Jesus touched people. And then Jesus came near people. God is always trying to find ways to come near. John 14, 18 says this, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Jesus came near. Jesus didn't, did not distance himself. He did not distance himself from people. He did not separate himself from people. He became Close. Psalms 34, 17 through 18 says this. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. He is close. If you, if you feel alone today, he's close. Feel like you're a mistake today? It's closer than you think. Feel like you made a mess of your life? It's closer than you think. It's not him that's pushing away, it's you. He's close to the brokenhearted. He's close to those who seek him. He's close to the 
He's near the prostitute. He's near the broken. He's near those who are sick. He's near those who are struggling. He's close to the addicts. He's close to the people who are honest. I don't think God is pushing away. I think he's inviting us. He comes near. The main point of Christmas is that Jesus came. That he came for you. He comes for us. Not just one time. He comes for us every single day. He pursues us. That he pursues the one that he loves. That he's after us. Christmas story is a picture of how close Jesus will come to you. That he'll be born in a dark and, dark and dirty place just to be close to you. That when you feel dark and dirty, he's there. He came to be with us. The word Emmanuel actually means God with us. Isaiah says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. A virgin will be conceived, give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. God with us. This whole series of near is about God's presence being near where you are at. So why did he do all this? Like I said before, he loves to be with the ones he loves. He goes the distance. And he doesn't want to be distant from you. I think there's too many people even in church today, listen online, who feel distant from the Lord. You feel distant in your relationship with the Lord. You feel distant in your heart from the Lord. You feel like there's a separation. I'm here to tell you this morning, God does not want that. It's not his desire that you feel shunned or pushed away, but also you don't feel distance from him. If you don't hear anything else, I want you to hear this today. That Jesus goes, he goes the distance to remove the distance. He came from heaven to earth. He, he went the distance. And not only that, he went the distance all through his life, and to be broken and whipped and be put on a cross in the resurrection. He went the distance to remove the distance so you wouldn't have a distance with him. Isn't this the good news of the gospel? Is that he went the distance to remove the distance, that even when emotions tell us that he is far away, the truth remains that God is with us. That, that we, he came to show us how far he's willing to go to love you. Isaiah 55, 6 says this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. So many people started COVID. Now, listen, a lot of people thought they were going to have more time on their hands. I'm telling you, as a parent of kids in elementary school, people have been asking, how's school? How's life? How's everything? I think this is the busiest time of life my wife and I have ever had in our lives. Not only are we parents, but now we're teachers, right? Would you not agree? And then we have a little one, and then we have the stuff going on. And we all started saying, well, we have more time on our hands. Now, some of you may have more times on your hands, but here's what I hear a lot from people in church the last about eight years is people always say, well, when I have more time on my hands, I'm going to spend more time with the Lord. Well, when I have more times on my hand, I'm going to read the Bible. When I have more times on my hand, and then time comes, and life hasn't changed yet. 
Has your reading plan changed over this past year? Has your prayer life changed over this past year? Has things changed? And so I would say if stuff hasn't changed, it has nothing to do with the time you have. It has everything to do with the desire you have in your own heart. So how much would your life be more different if you decided the Lord wants to be close to me and I'm going to choose this year to be closer to him? So don't be socially distant from Jesus. I know here we got to be socially distant, but it's a choice every day you got to make to say, I'm not going to distance myself from my Lord. I'm going to choose every morning to wake up, be thankful and grateful and say, I'm not going to socially distance myself from Jesus today. Jesus came to be near. And the worship team up on the stage, we're going to close this thing out. God drew near to us in order that we might draw near to him. There's a story that I share about once a year. My wife is so tired of me telling the story because she hears all my stories all the time. But I'm going to tell the story because I think it's really important for us today. And some of you already heard the story. But if you're listening online and I've heard I think it's a powerful message for someone who's never heard it before. My wife and I went on our honeymoon down to... Um, we decided, we, we went down to Orlando, and then we ended up in Fort Lauderdale, and we sat at a, a, a nice hotel on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, when we get to the beach, we usually in, enjoy doing different things. She wanted to um, lay on a beach and read magazines, get a tan, and I wanted to go in the ocean, so I, we went and got boogie boards, and I'm like, I'm just going to have fun in the ocean. So I literally, once I hit the ocean, I didn't get out of that water for like hours. I was just in that water. I could see her on the beach. I could see her there. And, uh, but I just was in the beach by myself. I was in the water by myself. And so, and every time I would look up, I see Jane, and she's just sitting there. And, and, um, and so that was that. Over some time, I was learning how to do this boogie board thing, and I was just kind of, you know I'm saying, riding the waves as much as I could and wasn't going very far or very fast. But anyway, one time I looked up after probably an hour, I looked up, and I noticed that my newlywed wife was gone. <laughs> Like, towel was gone. Everything was gone. And I was like, what the world? I'm like, dude, we're in our honeymoon, and she just, like, she, she had to go use the bathroom. She wouldn't take all of her stuff with her, and I kind of got a little irked. I'm like, where did she go? So I started to walk. I took my board and started walking up on the shore, and then I realized nothing looks familiar anymore. And I'm like, where am I at? <laughs> like, I, I don't even see my whole towel anymore. I'm like, where am I at? And then I'm like, here I am all mad because I can't find my wife. And then I'm all mad because I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> so then I got on the beach and I just started walking on a shoreline. And guess what I realized? I was not paying attention. I was distracted. I was having fun. And I just, after a few hours, I just slowly drifted down the shoreline. And guess what? A few minutes later, as, as I walked, I saw my wife in the distance, sitting in the same spot, doing the same thing. <laughs> And she didn't move. Here I was, mad at my wife the whole time, and yet I, she wasn't the one who moved. I was the one who drifted down the shoreline. I don't want to ever forget. Hear me out. Just I want your heart to resonate with mine. I want to ever forget that moment. The Lord spoke to me so strongly after that same. That is my relationship with you. I told you I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
I told you I'm going to sit closer than a brother. I came for you. I'm not the one who left. You're the one who just drifted down the shore. A couple promises today. One, God's still there. Here's my honesty for some of you. Sometimes in life, you make dumb choices. One choice leads to another choice, which leads to another choice, which leads to another choice. Some of you just make bad choices, and you need to come back to the Lord and just say, God, forgive me. And sometimes how it happens is not some big, crazy thing. It's like, listen, I started drifting. I left my feet from the sand. I just started floating, and I started going down. I just started drifting. Now, listen. I believe some of you have been drifting for two, you've lost your footing. You don't know where you're at. You're just kind of going, I don't know where I'm at. I'm having having fun, not paying attention. And all of a sudden you realize, I am no longer where I should be in my relationship with the Lord. And we get mad, God, where are you at? God, where are you? The question is, you should be asking us, where am I at? Not where is God, because God never left. God is still where he's at. We're just the one who started drifting down the shoreline. You know why Jesus came? To be near you. To be close to you. In our filthiness, in our drifting, in our confusion. It's like, I want to be near my people telling you, some of you, what you need is just come back to the Lord. Come near to Him. Remember this. He goes the distance to remove the distance so you can be close to Him. What is the distance that's keeping you away from the Lord? That's what needs to be gone. Everybody stand up this morning. He came to our place. He took our place. And he invites us back to his place. He came near so we can be near him. Let me close your eyes, bow your heads this morning. I got two things. One is this. Some of you this morning, you've been... Maybe you've been in church for a long time, or I don't know. You watch online, maybe you grew up in a church. But over the past year, a couple of years, a few weeks, day, you feel like there is a separation between you and the Lord. There is a distance being created. And you're deciding today, I don't want to drift anymore. I need to, I need to make some right decisions. If that's you, I just want you, no one's looking, I just want you to raise your hand. Just raise them up really high. Just, let's just be honest this morning. Let's just be honest this morning. If you're home, I want you to raise them. It's awesome. It's awesome. Just take a few seconds here. It's awesome. Put that down. Another group in here this morning who's never made a decision. You don't know the love of Jesus Christ, the love he has for you. And today you want to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand in this place. Let's give you a few seconds. It's awesome. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes, and let's pray this. If you said any of those things, if you can lift up your hands, even at home, if you're online, lift up your hands, and let's just pray. 
and just begin to ask, Lord, for that forgiveness, for that distance, for God to reveal the things in your life that hold you back, that separate you from him. Might be a sin, might be uh, uh, an attitude, might be just something else. And but we just pray, Lord, I pray right now for each of us, Lord, that when we feel that, that it says that you will never leave us nor forsake us, that you stick closer than a brother. And we just pray in Jesus' name that you came to be near. You didn't come to push away. You didn't come to separate. You came to draw us close. But Lord, help us to be people who draw you close, to allow you back in our lives, not to be like the innkeeper who says there's no room left in the end. Lord, there's so many people. You come knocking, and we just say, there's no room left in my life. There's no room left in my heart. There's no room left in here. But I just pray, help us to unload, to open the door to receive from you all that you have. Lord, to open up our hearts to, Lord, forgive us, Lord, to release in us that in Jesus' name. We pray for every single person, Lord, that raise your hand today that they may know you in that deeper way. Lord, forgive us this morning. Help us to follow you. If you raise your hand for the second one, I just want to pray. Repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me my sins. Help me not to drift. Holy Spirit, fill me up. In Jesus' name. So we're going to go into worship. We're going to end with worship today. I just want you to recognize how close he wants to be with you today. If you need prayer, let us know. If you, you raise your hand for the first time, we want to pray with you. It's a, it's a good starting point, not a finishing point. But let's worship this morning as we end service. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today here at Watermark Church. If you have any questions or want to learn more, you can visit us at www.stillwatermark.com. Thank you.